I'm changing, but I mustn't change. I mustn't. Yes, I must. Hulk must live. Hello and welcome to episode 376 of Under the Call of MS. We're going to call this the Green Cull Sidekick Club. This is a little throw-in segment since there's no Crimson Cull Comic Club this week. And I believe next week there won't be one either. So maybe I'll do another one of these. See what happens. I just had a pile of comics. I figure, what the heck? I can talk about them. And then get back to some other stuff. So I'm not going to waste your time with some weird news or anything. I'm not going to talk about how maybe some new sayings that we can start using out there is like, they pull the Will Smith. <laughs> or... He pulled a Louis C.K. Or he pulled a Cosby. Or maybe she pulled an Alec Baldwin. Or they pulled a Kramer. Or something like that. I'm not going not gonna to talk about stuff like that today. Weird news or, or any updated news or anything like that. But I figure we just have fun and talk comics today. <laughs> No, this is just a little playoff, a little sidekick show for the Crimson Color Comic Club. Is what I was kind of shooting for here. To give you something to listen to if you're missing out on your Saturday night release of the Crimson Color Comic Club. I was thinking, what what's the opposite of crimson? And I was doing some research and they say green. Is the opposite of crimson, so I, that's why I went the green cowl sidekick club. Little sidekick off segment. It's like they have a a character that I've never heard of, but when it, first off, when I did search up, I was trying to find something like a green cowl comic, some type of comic character that. Has a green cull and uh, let's see, one, two, three, or the fifth thing that came up for a result was Crimson Cull Comic Club on Apple Podcast, the episode that has Green Hell number one in it. <laughs> so I don't remember what the heck Green Hell was, but that's back from August 1st, 2021. But uh, yeah, that's why I came across. This stuff, at least, I just figured. Green is the closest thing to the opposite of crimson, which is red. So, and then one of the things I came across was this green turtle character. I'm like, I don't remember no green turtle. I've never heard of this character. And he dates back to the early 10 cent comic days of Blazing Comics. The Green Turtle is a superhero published by Rural Home Publications. He first appeared in Blazing Comics 1944 and was created by Chinese-American cartoonist Chu F. King. Which I've never heard of that cartoonist. But the Green Turtle aided the Chinese in guerrilla warfare against the Japanese invaders in World War II. He wore a green cowl and a cloak with a turtle shell design. Most origin stories around the comics say that Hing initially wanted to make him an overtly Chinese hero. But his publisher would not allow this, believing there would not be a sufficient market for an Asian superhero. So Hing never drew the character without his mask. He had a sidekick, Burma Boy, a young beggar whom the Green Turtle rescued from execution by the Japanese army. He also had a manservant, Wan Tu. The Green Turtle's secret identity was never revealed and readers never saw the character's face without a mask until a reboot uh, presented Hang Chu's Hank 
Choose Face, Identity and Origin Story. Let's see. The Green Turtle, as originally written, has no special powers, but is a skilled fighter and flies a high-tech turtle plane. Although there's some special powers. They got martial arts powers. And they can fly a plane. It's a turtle plane. That's unusual. <laughs> he wears a large flowing cape with a green turtle emblem. And is occasionally depicted with a huge shadowy black turtle silhouette rearing behind him. Though the significance of this is never established in the original series. That'd be cool if he could use his shadow to fight em- enemies as a giant turtle sh- turtle shadow or something like that. Oh, wow. The reboot was pretty new. In, in 2014, Gene Lun Yang and Sony Liu created a six-issue miniseries, The Shadow Hero, to re- revive the green turtle with a retcon explaining the turtle silhouette as a spirit who keeps the green turtle from getting shot. A trade paperback collecting all six issues was published by First Second Books in 2014. So I'm, I'm going to have to search for that one. I, uh, I actually want I'm in the turtles. And I never heard of this character. So what the heck. Sounds kind of fun. But also, Secret Identities, the Asian-American superhero anthology, has some stuff about him in it. Uh, Yeah, I don't think we need to get much more into that one. But yeah, I will get back to you once I see if I can get my hands on some on that at all. See if I can find it somewhere. But yeah. So there's the origin story of the Green Cull Sidekick Club and why I decided to come up with that. And who knows? Maybe there'll be more episodes of it. Maybe this will be the last episode. (laughs) Just got to see what happens. See how shitty it goes. All right, let's talk some comics. Do we have a club pick? Not everybody says there's no club pick this week. I guess we'll just do solo ones. Starting out with Dark Ages, number six from Marvel Comics. This is the final final issue. I was worried that it was going to go on further than this. Not that it's a bad series or anything. I just, I like the shorter series. It's just enjoyable having a nice one and done Four, five, six, eight issue set, something like that. Don't go beyond 12, and that way you're not breaking the bank to have a nice little collection of comics and a nice storyline. So, a being of immense power called the Unmaker awakened inside the earth and began to destroy the planet. When Doctor Strange released an EMP wave to halt the Unmaker, all of the electricity on the planet was wiped out. Now, seven years later, the surviving heroes have formed a new society without the use of electricity. Tony Stark was abducted and taken to Europe, where the mutant apocalypse is using mind-controlled scientists in an attempt to revive the Unmaker. A group of heroes set off on a dangerous journey to rescue their comrades as they neared Apocalypse's stronghold. The heroes were attacked by a merged Venom and Carnage symbiote after Storm destroyed the symbiotes with lightning. Their surviving host was revealed to be Miles Morales. Uh, all starters for starters here. Spoiler alert. <laughs> I mean, if you're one of those people that worry about spoils and spoilers and shit, 
I talk about the comics that I read, and sometimes I talk about some stuff that's inside the pages. Otherwise, you wouldn't really know what the storyline was and stuff. And I never read the synopsises and stuff inside the covers or on the backs of covers or inside some strange page or whatever until I talk about the comic. Then I'll run over the synopsises and go over that stuff. Uh... And then just give some basis of the story, which may contain some spoilers and stuff. So if you don't want any spoilers for anything, don't listen to my podcast because I I just talk. I got multiple sclerosis. My brain doesn't stop me from saying things and things get out. And I'm sorry if I spoil anything for you. But, but yeah, this was a very fun run. This Dark Ages, well, it was a fun run. I'm not saying very fun for this one because it was a little slow-winded on their approach and stuff uh, where they were going with everything. It took a while to figure out some stuff between some characters and it just it was a little on the slow end, but it grabbed me right off the bat and then it hit a slow slope in the middle and now it finished off. Not strong, but it did finish off. Kind of finished off, leaving me questioning some things. Uh, I have some interesting things happen to a couple big characters. A big scientist and almost invincible, which we thought was pretty much one of the most invincible characters out there. Uh, Happens to have some things happen to him that don't go too well. Uh, We see uh, another character that just happens to revert around and do some surprising, interesting things. And we lose some other characters that kind of surprised me along the way too. And it was a very eventful story. And this Dark Ages was a lot like our... uh, Marvel zombie runs and all those. It had that feel to it. But, uh, yeah. We get to see how this Unmaker and Apocalypse and stuff are threatening to rip apart the world and how the our superheroes and villains, whether or not they can work together to deal with these entities and fix things or ruin them even worse. You'll have to read it to find out. That was enjoyable. That was The Dark Ages, number six, by Marvel Comics. That's the final one of that run, I believe, unless for some reason it just all of a sudden pops up again. But we'll have to see what happens. But I would assume that's it for that run. And then we jumped over to the DC side of things, where uh, we checked out Hellblazer, the Books of Magic. It's a two-issue run by DC Vertigo. This is, uh, if you don't know nothing about Constantine, uh, Hellblazer, the character... This would probably be a good one for you. This is a nice jump in point. Gives you a little little childhood storyline of Constantine. We have a character in school, a young kid. Their uh, class decides to dig up like 30-year-old... Oh, what do you call them when you time those... The little time boxes where you time capsules where you just bury stuff really like, it's stupid in my mind that they do these like 20 30 40 year runs where they have people bury stuff and then they dig it up and then talk about it i think that's dumb unless they're at least reburying the stuff because let it sit there for a couple hundred years and actually mean something back by then i mean it 30-year gap or stuff, it's not really that huge of a difference in the timeline. But the one kid gets a box with some 
weird triangles on it and circles and just symbol symbolize symbolism on the, the cover and he opens it up and there's a little like charm of a little tiny house and it's got a little piece of paper inside and you find out that it's got a connection to a childhood ghost and we just follow the story and learn more about it and see what happens when this kid tries to contact Constantine for some help and he gets to find out more about Hellblazer and the depths of hell and his relation you get to hear find out more about his relationship with Constantine and why why they know each other and stuff and Constantine's childhood which was interesting and enjoyable to learn some more things about him uh, I figured he had more of a silent pushed off ignored life maybe single parent lifestyle home but nope we learn differently in here. Uh, but yeah, great. It's a good read for starting out with some Hellblazer Constantine stuff. Or if you're into the run, there's a nice little two, two comic series to check out. Gotta take a drink of water here. Got dry mouth. Take a drink if you want. If you have something to drink. Not like Skulk, I'm not carrying the gallon jug of water around with me. I just got my 16-ounce or 24-ounce or whatever it is. Uh, speaking of Skulk, if you haven't checked it out from the Oh Yeah Comics YouTube channel, which we finally had a Oh Yeah Comics segment this week for the first time in like three months. It's been a while since the guys got together and had their little little talk session just shooting the shit talking about whatever and i miss those i enjoy them a lot i wish they'd do them at least one a month but at least we get something it's free can't bitch it's enjoyable uh but skulk's on there and skulk did uh i mentioned um back in the holiday season that he was doing uh some christmas story stuff reading some Christmas story things. And then he just did The Wizard of Oz, which I was checking out. It's a six-episode six, uh, six thing that he did, reading The Wizard of Oz, doing his little voices and stuff. Kind of like my Mad Manipod Mondays, but way better. Uh, he's better with the voices. I'm getting there. Just give me some time. By the time we get through maybe the second Mad Maniverse book library, I might be a little bit better, but I'm trying. Uh, but I really enjoyed his Wizard of Oz. I never, back in the day when I believe we had to read the Wizard of Oz for school at one point. I know we had to read other big stupid stories, and I was one of those kids that, hey, there's a movie for it. I seen the movie. I just had to remember what I seen because back in those days, we couldn't replay stuff whenever we wanted. We had to watch it when it was available. <laughs> it's like when it's on, you sit down and watch it with commercials and all. And if you miss it or you're late to the party, too bad. There's no rewinding, nothing back in those days. But yeah. I crib sheeted it. I did that. I did the, just what I, my memory off the movie and went by that basis. Didn't read the book. Kind of a bummer that I didn't read the book, but I wouldn't have enjoyed it then. I really enjoyed listening to Skulk read it. My wife got sucked into it. Sadly, not until like halfway through episode five. So, but she was. Like, well, are you, aren't you going to finish that? I want to know what happens in the end. It's like you get little segments that you don't get from the movie, and the movie has extra stuff that you don't get from the book. So it's nice seeing it both ways. And, uh, yeah, I learned a lot from that, and it made the story more interesting. 
Uh, I want to give Skulk a shout out too. I want to ask, contact him and see if he's even checked out that Patchwork Girl comic at all because I know he's in the comics and stuff. So I'm going to see if he's uh, checked into that and seen that because when he was reading the story, I think I know where the Patchwork Girl comes from now. And yeah, it was it was really enjoyable. So check that out. Go to YouTube. Go to the Ah oh Yeah Comics uh, YouTube channel. Subscribe to them. Like their little things. Give them shout outs, whatever. Uh, but it's surely enjoyable if you like the Wizard of Oz at all. And it, I don't know if you did or didn't read the book. This was just nice hearing all the extra segments that I didn't know about. I didn't know about the Mice Kings and all that. I don't remember them from the movie. I don't remember the rule of the golden helmet with the flying monkeys and all that. And learn a lot more about stuff. So, And how the slippers were the silver slippers in the book. And their ruby slippers in the... I mean, even until... Episode 5 when Skulk mentioned about that. I was waiting for her to take out another witch and get the ruby slippers or something. It's like, why does she not have her ruby slippers? But yeah, that's... I think it kind of... The book does miss out with what the movie gives us with the whole family in the end aspect. How the characters that she meets in Oz reflect the characters at home and stuff. I think that was something that the book does definitely miss out on. But I, I know there's lots of versions of the book, so I don't know which exactly which one he read or whatever he, he tells us, but I don't in there, but I, my brain doesn't let me remember things. So I try my best. So, <laughs> so yeah, sorry I went off on that rant, but uh, I don't know why I got off on that rant or anything. Oh, yeah, drinking water. Hey, speaking of that, I'm going to take another swig. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all kind of dry talking about all that stuff. Mm. Ah, it tastes good. All right, let's get one more in here before I have to switch over to a second segment. Because I'm running, I'll probably run out of time by then. We, next up was, I don't know. This is the penultimate version now because it should be the final version of Quad. It's like it doesn't even say issue three anywhere. I can't find it anywhere in this book, but this should be the third issue. But this book was supposed to be quad number one of three, two of three, three of three. But then uh, the next one in line is four of three. So they went beyond their three issue run that they promised me. So they lied. That's a strike in there. Strike on them, but yeah. This is Quad by Behemoth Comics. I believe it's number three. But they just decided, screw it, we're not going to put numbers on this, and that way they can't say we didn't stop at number three. So, in the last decades of the 21st century, a massive solar storm hit planet Earth, destroying all technology in its way. Global communications were lost. Nuclear reactors collapsed. The climate suffered the worst drastic changes and financial systems were gone. Oh, sure, now I got the hiccup burp. Sorry about that. <laughs> Drinking too much water. The survivors had to adapt to the harsh new reality. New societies were built over the ruins of those that crumbled. Four generations have passed. Walls is the name of this story line. We all survived as we could for a long time. It was just chaos, pure de desperation, a deep mourning for a collective lifestyle forever lost. Then things started to fall into place again. Sometimes in their old places, most of the time in new ones. The automation cities, or 
automaton cities are a strange phenomenon. Sorry, just popped in my head. They didn't exist before the storm. They shouldn't exist after. But here they are. No one knows how they were built or why they exist. These walled, isolated outposts sprinkled on this land. I don't like them. Don't like them at all. But the pay is good. Ah, Apparently these outsiders bring in supplies of our past uh, music, movies, entertainment stuff. Stuff that could make a person feel like there's something more in life that they can enjoy. (laughs) But instead, there's this weird cities that just have people that mindlessly do their job day in, day out. Every day is the same. The same old routine, and they're run by these mechanical AI devices, whatever. Robots, whatever you want to call them. And this one character in this issue happens to see a band of outcasts that are coming through to the city and he's like who are they and what are they and why are they where are they and there's there's some something else out there and test but test his hand by putting it through a little laser wall type thing just to see and just starts getting a little dream in his belly and wants to find out what's up with the rest of that world but yeah you got to read the book to find out what happens with everything. And I just, oh, it ends. And then the back cover says, next issue, a new story in the world of Quad. It's like, what, wait, you said three issues, you pricks. Why are you doing this to me? And there's a Steam advertisement of a static page on the back. They wasted a lot of money for a black and white static page for a game called Blank Frame, a psychological horror game. So that'll be interesting. I wonder what that's going to be about, huh? Huh? But yeah, I I liked the three issues. I wish I went about the four issue, fourth issue now that I know that it's a turning into more of an ongoing if they're going to just keep doing little three-issue chapters or something like that. So that kind of bums me out. I mean, it's like I said, it's an okay story. But it's more bargaining now, and now that I know that they're going further on with it, it's like I might as well wait and just get it out of the bargain bin. Save myself a few bucks an issue, and go that road, but yeah. We'll just have to see what happens. I'll see what the start of the next storyline is. See if it grabs me more than this first three issues did, because these were kind of slow. They didn't... I didn't enjoy them as much as I expected to. I wanted more from it. They're, they could have easily took all three of these, put it into one book, and just made them short stories, cut them in half, and made it all into one little three three short stories in a book in a one issue. That would have made more sense. But oh well, money grabbers, you get get those once in a while where you buy a comic and it's like, yeah, this ain't what I was looking for. I wanted more. And if you're gonna charge me this kind of money, at least give me a nice nice couple chapters of a story or a a good solid chapter or something. But we're running out of time with this segment, so we're going to end it here and come back with some more comics right after this. So hold on to your horsies. Pull those britches up, and we'll be right back to you. Okay. Let's talk about some more comics yet here. Uh, one that I was introduced after the first run was over with. 
50 some comics. Uh, I'm not sure. And I'll have the number eventually here as I talk about stuff. It 54, it looks like. So the first run was 54 issues, and just recently the 55th one started back up again, and I've been talking about it since I've been back on it. And that is the comic Saga by Image Comics. I just checked out and read... Oh, let's see. Chapter 28, 29, 30, 31, 37, 41, 43, 50, and the new, newest one that just came out, number 57. I am enjoying this, but it, it's trippy. <laughs> Very interesting story. Uh, kind of like, how do I say it? It's a space sci-fi. I mean, this is my description. I'll be talking about other descriptions here in a minute. But it's like a space sci-fi, multicultural, multi-sexual. Interplanetary, interbreeding, crossbreeding, just whole. Whole society that's even worse than it is today with hating each other, hating differences, hating characters that just aren't the same as everybody else, and certain characters that are. Clans that hate, severely hate other clans and all this other shit. Uh, but yeah, it's just seeing this certain group of people, well, group of characters. I don't know if you can call them people or what you want to call them. I don't want to just suggest verbiage here. I know I'm always wrong. <laughs> uh, just whatever you you consider it, but a group of characters that are trying to survive in this fucked up world, just like we are now. Oops, I didn't want to swear today since I'm doing a Crimson Call comic club. So, scratch that. Messed up world. Fracked up world. Uh, Much like today, but way worse. And they just like to Go around just killing people <laughs> without really deeply thinking into a lot of things. A lot of characters just get wiped out. Just <laughs> be done with you. Sick of you. You're gone. Uh, much like many comics this day and age, many superhero comics and stuff like that. But a uh, very interesting, enjoyable. I just. comic that yeah i think everybody should check out uh very visual lots of sexual referencing and stuff put out there so watch for that it's not for the kitties just the kitties at heart uh looking into the wikipedia about it here and seeing what they say saga is an epic space opera fantasy comic book series written by Brian K. Vaughn and illustrated by Fiona Staples. I almost said Fiona Apples. Uh, published monthly by the American company Image Comics. The series is heavily influenced by Star Wars and is based on ideas Vaughn conceived both as a child and as a parent. It depicts a husband and wife, Alana and Marco. From long-wearing extraterrestrial races, fleeing authorities from both sides of a galactic war as they struggle to care for their daughter. Hazel, who is born in the beginning of the series and who occasionally narrates the series as an unseen adult, so she is doing all the 
all the little narration spots that I'm guessing, which is nice because I was thinking for a moment there was a couple different characters doing it. And, uh, yeah, it's a good uh, depiction of the of it. Except I think it's more than just uh, two sides of a galactic war here. I think there's a lot, a lot more sides, separated sides than that in this storyline, but different races and species and beings and stuff. So the comic was described in solicitations as Star Wars meets Game of Thrones. And by critics as evocative of both science fiction and fantasy epics, such as The Lord of the Rings and classic works like Romeo and Juliet. It is Vaughn's first creator owned work to be published through Image Comics and is the first time he employs a narration in his comics writing. Vaughn indicated that the entire series will span 108 issues. Okay, that's nice to know. So they weren't planning, because it almost sounded like people were like, okay, we're, we're happiest back. And they know it's like some people knew what was up, obviously. But I know some people were surprised to see it was back and very happy. So the first issue of Saga was published on March 14th, 2012 to positive reviews and a sold out first printing it was published in trade paperback form in october of 2012 it has also been a consistent sales success with its collected editions outselling those of the walking dead another successful image comic really well i should check that one out wonder what that story is about the series went on hiatus after reaching its midpoint at issue 54 in July of 2018. So yeah, this is like the second chapter then of, of all the chapters. Uh, second coming. In October 2021, Vaughn announced that the series would return with its 55th issue in January of 2022. So yeah. Uh, everybody I know that's touched this or checked it out has enjoyed it and I didn't see cultural references I didn't understand in the past now I know why they were out there because <laughs> they're references to Saga but very enjoyable uh, seeing these characters trying to survive and stuff I'm not going to try and explain each one of these issues that I just read, what the storylines are about. It's best for you to check out. It's just, it's fun that way. And even with reading these issues that I just get my, whenever I get what my hands on, whatever, checking them out, not having a nice straight out storyline. It was rough at first, I'll admit, but now the stories start to come together better. And the more issues I read and, Definitely, definitely interesting. So check that out. And then, oh yeah, we we got one more comic here. Yeah, I got one more here. Yeah, yeah. It's a uh, Tiny Titans from DC Comics, done by Art Baltazar and Franco. Couple great guys from the Oh Yeah Comics group and the YouTube that I was talking about earlier. YouTube channel both appear on the Oh Yeah episodes when they have their get-together with the gang, uh, which is always fun. You should check it out if you haven't, and you can only check out past episodes on YouTube. On the Oh Yeah, uh, oh yeah channel, YouTube channel. But yeah, this is Teeny, teeny Titans, Tiny Teeny Titans, Tiny, tiny Titans. Yeah, that's it. Tiny Titans, number 22 from January 2010 from DC Comics. I just placed an order with uh, Art Baltazar to get me my Abraham Linkage comic, his newest comic character that he's got out there. He's got, as we're talking today, 
a member of our club is in Skokie, Illinois at the release party for the Abraham Linkage comic book. Lucky bastard. (laughs) Uh, I'm sure he's having lots of fun. I messaged him earlier after just before I noticed that he has uh, was taking a picture of the uh, Oogie Noogie. <laughs> I just had a brain fart all of a sudden. But yeah. So he's he made it there safe. He's at partying with the, the gang. And uh, I just so happened to get my package in the mail for with my Abraham Linkage comic. And I also ordered the third and fourth uh, package of the mini prints of Art Baltazar's paintings that he does that you can get order commissions or paintings and you send him the money, tell him what you want, and he'll do them live on YouTube and you can watch your painting or, or commission come to life uh, live and shoot shit with Art. While he does them, if you ever want to have that done, it's awesome. I've had a couple done, a couple commissions done, no paintings yet. Uh, other members from our podcast have had paintings done. And uh, it's just awesome. Awesome. Awesome person doing an awesome job and making some great artwork that hopefully someday I can put on a wall if I ever get out of a basement <laughs> and get back to life having our uh our own walls to decorate <laughs> um, but uh, right now i have cement walls so i can't exactly put nails through them and hang any pictures so all my artwork right now is sitting in hopefully protected sealed areas until i can do something with them but uh, <laughs> enough of that get back to this thing i i got my package in the mail like i said and I got a couple comics also. Got some nice little uh, original artwork thrown in, bonuses. And there's this Tiny Tiny Titans number 22 comic in there. Signed by Art. And it's called Hot Dogs, Titans, and Stretchy Guys is the storyline headline for this one. And it's fun seeing a... Variety of characters. We get Cassie, we get Kid Devil, we have Cyborg, Starfire, Raven, Kid Flash, Miss Martian, Mammoth, Terra, Beef Boy, Robin, Wonder Girl, Bumblebee, Jericho, Rose, Speedy. And a variety of characters. We get a, a Elastic Man or Elongated Man, the Adams, uh, Plastic Man, or Elastic Lad, stretchy, it's just a big stretchy guy party going on in this comic book, and we had the Louisville character, and uh, just a bunch of characters in this, and they're just dealing with this uh, whole storyline that goes with this bouncy ball and a bunch of mishap that happens along the way, uh, interlinks all these little stories together. It's a variety. I think we got like four different stories, little stories in here, and they all crisscross over. And it's, it's just awesome. Uh, these are great, would be great bedtime stories for the kids, starting out with your kids with comic books, uh, anything like that. It's just fun for all ages. I love these. I've got quite the collection of oh yeah, comics myself. So, I suggest checking it out. You can go to Art Baltazar, uh, his .com websites, the, yeah, comic sites, wherever, and see all, they have a variety of things that they've done with other collaborations of artists and stuff. I've talked about the wrestling comics, uh, the DC comics that I've collected so far and stuff. Soon, once our other member gets back from Skokie, 
Illinois and the big party for the Abraham Lincoln release party. When he gets his butt back here and we do another Crimson Cull podcast, probably in two weeks, I'm guessing. Because uh, next week we're going to be at the. I know I'm going to be, and I believe another member's going to be at the Milwaukee Comic Convention coming up because Art Baltazar is going to be there. And hey, <laughs> if Art's in town, we got to go catch him, meet him, say hi, say thanks for what he's done. And then hopefully the week after that, we'll be back with another Crimson Cold Comic Club. And you can check that out. Uh, I did check out some movies lately. We checked out Code Red. It was okay with Ryan Reynolds, The Rock, Gal Gadot. Basically, thieves dealing with the authorities and thieves dealing with Egyptian-type stuff and all kinds of action and betrayal and suspense and mystery and treasure hunting going on. It was it was all right. I give it a four out of five. Uh, we did get a group together the second day of the Morbius release. I went and checked out the Morbius uh, movie yesterday. And I enjoyed it. (laughs) It was pretty much the level that I expected. Uh, My wife has, I think she might have liked it. She didn't really say anything about it, so I'm not sure. It was good. (laughs) Uh, And this isn't a spoiler, but the only thing, the only big gripe I'll say about it is I I just wanted wing. I want the Morbius, the dark animal-like Morbius with the wings ripping out of his back and causing him, because it's like he has his life growing up with all his pains because of his disease, dealing with all the shit along the way with that. And when he does get the superpowers, it yeah, it gives him the good side, but he also still suffers uh, transforming into those superpowers. In and out of those superpowers. And the wings were a big aspect in my childhood because you'd see him suffering as it, it's just ripping through his back shoulder blades and the wings are pushing out and coming out, starting out and just tearing. And every time he transformed, he went through a ton of suffering, way more suffering than he would have just being his normal crippled self and damaged self. And that was a big thing for me as the character with the character, but they use some type of, as you see in the, uh, the previews, uh, his, the air currents and stuff. And so, yeah, I don't know. There aren't air currents everywhere, especially if you're in a big city or houses are get wall to wall and block to block and, I don't know where you get all the air currents to do that stuff, but yeah, I just like to see my characters more. They're just, this day and age, they focus more on special effects than the characters themselves. And the special effects sometimes takes the character image away and you lose, lose a lot of it. And this movie, that was the part that was hard, but other than that, it was a very good Oh, it was a good movie. <laughs> Others would say very good. But, uh, yeah, it was a good movie. Definitely check it out. I'm looking forward to the second one and the crossovers coming up. But it's going to be a long time before we get through all those movies. So, other than that, uh, anybody in the second life? Now that NFTs are making a big leap forward, everybody's buying their virtual stuff and stocking up on all their virtual stuff. 
Second Life. I'm kind of curious at that game, where it's taken and stuff. So I was checking it out the other day just to see where they got and what people have been up to. And it's like, oh, man, and you can play Second Life for free, get your virtual world build built up, get going and all that stuff. But they have all these things that you buy on the side and your different outfits, your different buildings, your different lands, your different items and all your little clothing things and all that stuff. Wow. Those prices have skyrocketed from last time I've seen them. Uh, (laughs) But yeah. NFT time. Everybody's buying this digital stuff. Maybe I might have to check it out. Might have to hop on Second Life and see what it looks like. Uh, I've been... That Breath Edge game is the one game that I have still been playing on the uh, Xbox Game Pass. I'm getting ready to drop the Game Pass probably in the next month. Uh, Just trying to get caught up on a few games. That I've been playing, and probably once I get all the way through Breath Edge, then I'll probably drop it. Uh, but that's still fun. Floating around in space, and now I got little security robots that are attacking me, and I I can make a, this little pistol, this little space alien spaceman-looking pistol that I can shoot them and zap them with. I got EMP grenades and stuff I can build now. And so, yeah. That's been fun. Uh, other games, I mean, I checked out the new Madden. Played a couple rounds of that just to get it under my belt. to get the NHL, the newest NHL one. I, I want to check out here pretty soon yet for a sports one. Tried a few of the dirt racing ones. I don't care for the single track, uh, single track race up the hill. I like competing with other race cars more, and you have those, but you spent most of it's the single track dirt racing up the hill thing. Sprints. And those are, eh. I get bored with those. I had more fun playing Peggle again and <laughs> uh, stuff like that. Uh, but yeah, I can't think of. There's a variety of new ones out. I can't think of any of the names on them. I'll have to pop it up on screen later this week, and we'll talk about some Game Pass stuff. There hasn't been much other stuff going on in the video game world uh, that I've heard for some big news or anything lately. But yeah, I'll do some video games this week. I'm going to end this here. Hopefully this is a little filler for you if you miss out on the Grim Skull Comic Club this week. You at least get the Green Cull Sidekick Club. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, this whole time I've been a big mean green giant trying to entertain you, some folks. Keep you going for a week. Might get back with another under the code of MS tomorrow, or well, we should definitely be back with the Mad Manapod Monday episode coming up. So talk to you soon.